This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Social media outlets lit up yesterday when Tesla announced it was releasing version 12 of its full self-driving software to a select number of customers. Tesla did make it available to a number of employees a couple of months ago, but it seems to like to limit early software releases to people who have a clear understanding of what it can do and who are also less likely to criticize any problems. Tesla fans are excited because V12 runs on neural nets that were trained with millions of video clips instead of running on hundreds of thousands of lines of computer code. Elon Musk has been promising full autonomous capability for years and told customers they would be able to make money with their cars by entering them into a robo-taxi fleet. The potential revenue from that is a key reason why Tesla has such a high market valuation. But it's unlikely that V12 will deliver on that promise. At least not yet. The value of neural nets is that they learn over time, and so FSD should only get better. UAW President Sean Fain wants to copy European unions and shut down the United States on May 1st of 2028. He's calling for a national strike on International Solidarity Day, or May Day, in which all unions across the country stop working for a day. And that just so happens to be the same date when the current UAW contract with the Detroit Three expires. Speaking at a UAW conference in Washington, D.C., Fain also said the union would get the Detroit Three to reinstate pensions for all its hourly workers, or it would get the federal government to foot the bill. Two years ago, automakers were screaming that they couldn't get enough inventory because of the chip shortage. But that was then. Now Nissan is cutting production in the U.S. in the first quarter due to high inventory. Automotive News reports that it will slash production by 6% or about 10,200 vehicles. And that's on top of a cut of about 1,200 vehicles in December. The Rogue accounts for over half of the cuts, and the Pathfinder and Frontier will also be trimmed. Nissan had 106 days supply of vehicles at the end of last year, which is 50% higher than any other full-line brand. But dealers aren't happy with the cuts, because nearly a third of Nissan dealers in the U.S. lost money last year. So they say they need to sell more cars, not fewer. Chinese battery maker CATL is going to license its battery technology to more American and European car companies. It currently has a partnership with Ford, assisting the automaker in building batteries. The battery maker's chairman says that collaboration is going well, and it wants to offer similar assistance to other companies to help boost battery production. With Tejin Automotive Technologies, we combine world-class composite materials expertise with cutting-edge designs. Because frankly, there are better ways to lightweight vehicles. So lighten up with Tejin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. Four years ago, the U.S. Postal Service said it couldn't justify buying electric delivery vans because they were not cost-effective. But as part of its assessment, it assumed that a gallon of gasoline would cost an average of $2.18 over the next 30 years. Last year, it was $3.76 a gallon. Now the USPS is kicking off its EV transition. 
It opened its first charging station at a sorting and delivery center in Atlanta, Georgia, and revealed new Ford e-Transit delivery vehicles. It says it will install chargers like these at hundreds of sorting and delivery centers this year, and it will have at least 14,000 chargers at 400 locations across the country by the end of the decade. And here's what you can expect to be delivering your mail. The USPS EV delivery fleet will consist of 21,000 commercial off-the-shelf electric delivery vehicles like the e-Transit, but it's only going to buy a little more than 9,000 from Ford. And it will also get 45,000 all-electric versions of the next-generation delivery vehicle made by Oshkosh. But they're not all going to be electric. There will be new ICE versions as well. And drivers will have a lot more room. The e-Transit has three times the cargo capacity compared to today's Grumman mail truck. Toyota chairman Akio Toyota has been very vocal about transitioning to electric vehicles too fast because he's skeptical they'll catch on in a significant way. During a business event, Akio said he thinks electric vehicles at most will only reach 30% market share, with ICEs, hybrids, and fuel cells accounting for the rest. He said that customers and not regulators or politics should make the decision on the transition to EVs. Last year, Toyota CEO Koji Sato said, the automaker is aiming to sell 1.5 million EVs a year by 2026 and 3.5 million by 2030, which would be about 30% of Toyota's sales. Yesterday, we ran a story about how legacy automakers are running into software problems because they're going about it all wrong. And here's another example of that. ETAS, a subsidiary of Bosch, uses a tech industry method that allows OEMs and their tiers to develop software together. Called DevOps, they upload everything to the cloud at the end of every day and evaluate it to eliminate bugs. ETAS works with AWS to handle these cloud services. And it says this is the way the tech industry does it, developing software in slices. Traditional OEMs, on the other hand, tend to build the entire stack and then start testing it. But that's too slow. Besides, ETAS says, by putting everything in the cloud, you look at a vehicle from a total system standpoint, not just at individual components or systems. Hyundai and Kia are going to start putting active aero technology on their EVs to improve performance and range. They're testing an active air skirt that deploys from the bottom of the bumper just in front of the front wheels. It comes down at 80 kilometers an hour, or about 50 miles an hour, which is when the aerodynamic resistance becomes greater than the rolling resistance of the tires, and the air skirt helps reduce that drag. A Genesis GV60 with this tech saw its drag coefficient go down by nearly 3%, which would equate to about 6 more kilometers, or about 4 more miles of range. Hyundai Kia say the benefits are even more the bigger the vehicle is, and it can also improve traction and high-speed stability. And one thing I find interesting, active air skirts are not new, but we've mainly only seen them applied to big pickup trucks. And Hyundai Kia say they don't need an air skirt that goes across the entire front bumper because it would actually make the aerodynamics worse since the floor of its EV architecture is entirely flat. It's not a great time to be working in the German auto industry. 
Suppliers ZF, Bosch, and Continental have all announced thousands of jobs that will be cut over the next couple of years. And VW said last month it would be making big cuts in Germany as well. Suppliers are being hit the hardest because of high upfront costs for new EV programs, as well as weaker than expected EV demand. Buick is going to launch its next generation Enclave this year, and it's showing off a couple of design sketches in a teaser image of the new model. It looks a little more aggressive than today's Enclave and takes inspiration from the Wildcat and Electra EV concepts. We don't have any other details, but Buick thinks the new Enclave will help build on last year's momentum, which saw its sales go up by 61%. Honda recently announced that it's going to build fuel cell versions of the CRV in the U.S. using the latest fuel cell stack that it's developing with General Motors. But yesterday, the CEO of the truck company, MAN, said that fuel cells will never be viable because green hydrogen is simply too expensive. And if you can't get green hydrogen, he said, then a fuel cell is no more sustainable than a diesel engine. That's why on AutoLine After Hours on Thursday, we're going to be talking all about fuel cells. We've got Charlie Fries, the executive director of Global Fuel Cells at General Motors, coming on the show. So if you've got fuel cell questions, leave them in the comments section or send an email to viewermail at autoline.tv. That's all for today's show. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game, and by Tajan Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.